Welcome to the Life Cycle Lady Podcast, the place to be to discover a deeper connection to your whole self. I offer holistic, out-of-the-box ideas and practices to empower women and their families. My name is Julie Hughes, and I'm your host. I draw on my experience as a midwife, a mama of four, and a holistic hormonal health coach to offer wisdom, knowledge, and guidance on the path to whole mind, body, spirit, health. Hi, everyone. Welcome back, or welcome if you're new here. Uh, Today, or in this episode, I'm going to dive into feelings and how they contain wisdom and opportunities for feeling whole, for feeling alive, and for feeling fully connected and powerful. So that's a pretty big, that's a pretty big uh, ask that, that, or request that I'm going to have you leaving, right, feeling this. I'm not actually saying that. I'm not saying that at the end of the podcast, that's what, how you're going to feel. But I am asking us to begin to explore how feelings, first of all, contain wisdom, and how feelings and their wisdom can help us feel whole, alive, and fully connected and powerful. And I 100% fully agree with that and use that in my own life as well as with when I'm working with clients and that is what women feel. So I want to know how many of you out there were raised with the idea that there are good feelings and there are bad feelings, right? There's the feelings you show and feel and then there's the ones you don't feel. Or maybe even just the idea that there's good and bad. Like there's the ones that we want to move towards and there's the ones we want to move away from. Maybe you actually weren't even raised with that outright idea. Like in your family, maybe it wasn't like you only got to show the good ones. Maybe you just picked it up because it's kind of everywhere in our culture, right? Have you ever noticed that the more we strive towards happiness or towards something that the more unhappy we often feel, and that the more we ignore or push away the negative, the louder those things become until they become overwhelming, until they become too much, which is what some women often describe. But if I feel my anger, it's too much. If I feel my rage, I have too much rage. It becomes too much. So like I said, I'm going to start to dive into how feelings actually contain wisdom, all feelings. And these are the gateways or the opportunities to help us feel whole. When I'm talking about feeling whole, I'm talking about, I'm such a visual person. Sometimes these concepts are hard for me to put into words. So wholeness for me just feels like really full, right? Really alive. That's another word. Of, it's like you're not numb. You're not ignoring. You're not moving away from. You're not disconnecting. You're just really feeling alive, free, and like peaceful, whole inside of your body, right? So once upon a time, I was totally addicted to self-help books. I thought that if I read enough and did enough of all of the things that they said, I would feel less of whatever it was I was feeling. And this started really early in my life. Like I remember when I was in high school, I remember 
I got out of a public speaking class, funnily enough, because public speaking is something I love to do now, but I was petrified of then. And I took this other class and one of the things we did have to do was choose something and, and actually give a presentation on it, right? And I chose this idea of jealousy and exploring it in my own life because I actually had a lot of jealousy in high school and I didn't want to feel jealous, right? So for me, a lot of self-help books and reading all of them and doing the things to me made it feel like I would feel less of what I was feeling, less cruddy, less jealous, less judgmental, right? Less all of those things. That I would do the things to become different. Of course, I would pick up a nugget or two of wisdom along the way, but for most part, those books actually made me feel worse. Because it was like, for a while, I'd be, okay, maybe I'm a little happier. And then it would like go away, right? And it's like, well, why can't I? The books say, the people who love the books are feeling, so they say, why can't I, right? Why can't I make the jealousy go away? Why can't I make the sadness go away? Why can't I make the overwhelm or this or that go away, right? Because the thing is, most of those books were trying to teach me how not to be X, Y, or Z, right? Because that is so much part of our language. The good and the bad, the this and the that, the us and the them, right? None of the books talked about wholeness. They spoke of ways to feel better, but they talked about changing things to get to feeling better, right? Changing your anger to help you feel better. So what if I then threw out the idea that there are no good feelings or bad feelings? There are just feelings. I know that some of you out there be like, no, no, there's definitely good feelings and there's definitely bad feelings. So just stick with me for a minute because I'm not saying that I don't know that some of them don't feel good, right? Some of them feel downright horrible sometimes. They're uncomfortable. Some of them feel so big sometimes that you feel so overwhelmed by them or that you're going to drown in them or that you're going to die because of them like we've all been there right when the those feelings just become so ginormous inside of you that it feels like you just can't take it anymore right and we don't do well with uncomfortable right do we most of us we structure our lives to be as comfortable as we possibly can make ourselves and we are sold the idea of comfort at every turn it is like part of this, if you are an American listening to it, it, is part of the American dream. And I would say that it is part of most Western culture's dream, right? This idea of always being comfortable all of the time. The chairs you sit in, the temperature you keep your house at, the all of the things are sold the idea of comfort, right? So comfortability plays its purpose. It helps us feel safe. It helps us feel good, and our brain chemistry definitely craves it, right? But here's the thing. We all experience the bad, the hard, the quote-unquote bad emotions. We all experience uncomfortability. 
especially right now in our world, right? There's so many uncomfortable, hard feelings coming up for us personally, in our relationships. There's hard feelings coming up for us culturally. Just as a world, there's a lot of uncomfortable going on right now. So most of the culture's answer to uncomfortable feelings or bad feelings for so long has been to avoid, to numb, to disconnect, or the whole idea of the spiritual raise your vibe and feel better, right? That's what most of our answers have been so far. And most of it is avoidance, numbing, or disconnecting. I would argue that this isn't working. Because look at where we're at, right? Just looking at all the people that are on anti-anxiety medications, anti-depression medications, really all of the medications, the even, you know, the medication of numbing with alcohol and drugs. And I'm not here to judge any of you if you are engaging in any of these things, right? I got my own things too. Uh, so uh, the idea of numbing with TV, the idea of numbing with eating, the idea of not feeling our feelings, right? So what I found as I grow older, maybe even a little bit wiser, is that just like birth, right? My background is a midwife. Feelings come and they go. Just like contractions. They come and they get big and then they go. And moving on to an analogy of mothering, when you push them away, they get bigger, right? It's an analogy I use all the time because most of us can really, really connect with the fact that when the child is calling for your attention, they don't just get say, mom, mom, and then they go away when you don't listen. They get louder and louder and louder. So when you sit with your child, what does it do? It speaks what it needs, and then you move on, right? So when you sit with feelings, they show you wisdom. They help you grow, and they help you transform. Because being with the light and the dark are keys to wholeness, right? In order to grow and transform, we have to get uncomfortable. In order to grow and transform, we have to feel a little unsafe sometimes. In order to grow and transform, we have to let things get big and messy. We don't do big and messy. I mean, even look at our houses. Like, we all try to keep them so clean and so organized and right that's a thing I actually really like a clean organized house as well but there's something about that that's also hard for our messy sides right there's something about that that speaks to that right and having four kids my house is as much as I want it's never it's clean for like an hour right I often total side note here but I often lock lock my bathroom door after I clean it just so it'll be clean for like I have three of my four children are boys and I want it to be clean for like an hour or two right just to feel that accomplishment for a little bit um so back back to what I was talking about so being with the light and the dark are keys to our wholeness 
our feelings, they don't need us to ignore them. They don't need us to push them away. They aren't crazy. And they aren't a result of your hormones. They are asking to be seen and truly felt. And sometimes they are really freaking loud and big. And sometimes that's because they've been ignored for so very long. And if you really look at it, like so long since, you're, since you were a kid, right? For me, anger is one of those feelings we weren't really supposed to ever feel when I was a kid. And I definitely took that. And I labeled anger as bad. And man, even like really for a long, long time. Like, anger was not part, and man, I could get angry. Like, so scary. I would hold it, hold it, hold it, and then when I get angry, it's like scary, scary angry, right? Because it was ignored for so long, and anger has a purpose, right? Anxiety has a purpose. Guilt has a purpose. All of these things have purposes. Those bad feelings are there for a good reason. They are wise. So are the good ones. All feelings are wise. And when we step into that awareness and let them be there, they will show us the path towards alignment, which means basically feeling more whole. They will show us the path towards change and transformation, ways to get us to feel more whole and alive. They aren't too much. They aren't too big. They're not going to make you into a crazy bitch if you allow yourself to feel them. I do have to say sometimes when we start feeling emotions, especially ones that we've bottled up or uh, ignored for a while, they can get really big and it kind of goes the opposite, right? When I first started feeling anger, I felt a whole lot of anger a lot of the time, right? So sometimes they can get really big when we let them out of their little box and then they kind of find their way because they're heard. Oftentimes we put the feelings on others, right? They are the cause of it. My partner is the cause of my anger because he didn't do X, Y, or Z. And that is true. They might be the impetus towards those feelings, but the feelings are actually activated in there to align us or teach us things. So like say we get angry because someone crossed our boundaries, right? This can lead us to really reacting to those feelings, right? We can get really pissed off and start screaming and yelling instantly. They can also be seen, this anger, because someone crossed your boundaries, can be there to show us in the wisdom of it to stand in our boundaries, to feel what it feels like when someone crosses our boundaries and to know how important it is to stand in our boundaries. And maybe the action then is an end to a relationship. People have crossed your boundaries too many times and you're not going to take it and that anger is showing you it is not okay, it is not aligned for you anymore. Or there's a big talk around how you want to be treated, how you expect to be treated, what your boundaries are there for, a clarification of those boundaries. That is wisdom. That is wisdom that allows you to feel more in alignment and more whole inside of your body, right? So say we're, maybe say we're jealous, right? We can see that jealousy as wisdom or an invitation to see where we neglect ourselves or where we're out of balance in our own inner relationship, right? How about guilt? Guilt is something a lot of us feel a lot of the time when you really tap in. And it's a way to show when we're out of alignment with our own moral code, 
or that our moral code really needs to be reviewed and altered, right? Maybe that we've picked up ideas. Maybe, maybe you grew up really, really religious. This is just something women often tell me. I'm just drawing upon what I hear often. Maybe you grew up really, really religious and you got from that uh, that you had to be really disconnected from your body, right? And so when you do something that connects you to your body, you can maybe feel really guilty. So is that your moral code or is that a, that a moral code that, that, was, that you accepted at some point needs to be reviewed and altered, right? You see what I, where I'm going. It's the same with positive emotions. Say you feel joy. Joy is showing you the wisdom that you're completely in alignment and in the moment with your heart, right? Because emotions, they need our understanding. They are not there as just this like thing that happens inside of this body and we are a brain and we just keep get to going in our head, Right? They're there actually to bring us back into our body and actually to show us wisdom. They are wise, incredibly wise. And yes, again, want to honor that even for me, some emotions feel really, really cruddy. Fear is a big one for me. The emotion of fear is, is very, very um, hard inside of my body. It's hard for me to stay with the emotion of fear. I don't like scary movies even, right? I like kind of try to avoid fear, but there's a whole lot of fear going on right now. And so it's one that I'm really having to sit with a lot more than normal. So I do want to ask you if you're, because this is, this is what I often hear women say. <clears throat> we're either feeling our emotions, we're ignoring our emotions, or we're holding on to our emotions. So ignoring our emotions tend to, tends to look like that disconnection and numbing activities, right? Stuffing them, labeling them as bad, giving upset with yourself for feeling them, or just engaging activities that make it so you don't have to feel them. Like the moment you start to feel something, maybe you reach for some cookies. The moment you start to feel something, maybe you turn on the TV, right? And I do want to say, this just came up for me, that some emotions, especially like the emotional eating one is what brought it up for me. Sometimes that emotion is covering a trauma, right? That you may or may not remember from some point in your life, probably childhood. Some inner child things may or may not be happening. And so that might be why we're numbing, is the feeling is, act the feeling is actually a map, a guide to show you where there might be some trauma work that's needed. And trauma work is, again, big, hard work for a while, right? That is like I have, yeah, I have first account of it, right? It's big, big work. And what I know is that the feelings lead us there. And I also know that that kind of work helps you feel whole. Right? That helps you feel whole because right now it's just stuck in there. Stick taking space that is needed for other things. Right? So another way to be with your feelings is holding on to them. Right? Means like it literally could feel like blocks in of heaviness and specifically in, in areas of your body. 
right? For me, I have this big block of heaviness that I've been working with. <clears throat> it's actually close to my heart space, right? There's a, there's a lot of feelings there and there's actually a trauma that's underneath there, right? So I'm starting to get a little bit deeper into the layer. I want to kind of stay a little bit more superficial. It's not that we don't want the jealousy. It's not that we don't want the anger. It's not that we don't want these things. It's that now we are going to now be in our bodies more and we are going to be aware of those things and those feelings and let their wisdom take root. Because we want to feel more whole and alive, because we are sick of feeling how we're sick of feeling numb we're sick of feeling disconnected we're sick of feeling like this is life huh this is this is what it is like we're sick of feeling those out of alignment we want to be more whole I know that most of us want that and that some of us are scared because some of those feelings are really big and strong right and so I do want to give you some tips on how to be with and embody your emotions. So the first way is to really start being in your body more. In order to embody your emotions, you have to start to be in your body more because we are so in our minds. We are so in our heads. We live 90 some percent of our day in the unconscious, just like do you even remember how you got from point A to B? Or were you thinking the entire time about this, that, and the other? Were you in your body at any point? When you're standing in the line at the grocery store, are you in your body? Are you going through your list? Are you going through this? Are you going through that? Right? We are very rarely in our bodies. We're often in our heads. So what does it mean to be in your body? It means like feeling that inner space. That There's actually like an energy flow that you feel. There's emotions that you feel. There's all sorts of things that are going on in your inner world that, again, we, going back to what I just said, we either avoid or ignore or numb. So making the space in your day doesn't have to be big. Small spaces in your day to get more in your body, to connect more to that inner world. It doesn't even have to be hard. It can be pleasurable, right? Move. Move more often, not like exercise, got to get it done class, got to make my body more this, that, or the other, but something different. Find movement, find some dance, find some expression, find some way to get in your inner world and then move with it, right? A, a friend of mine um, who's been on this podcast before, Zoe Levine of thethrivingbody.com, she does an amazing morning movement. It's like 10, 15 minutes it's called Rise. It's a membership, super cheap, where you just get with her and she gives prompts and you dance, right? And you and it is online, but it's not like dance because you're a dancer. It's like, let's get in our bodies. It's very different. It's a very different way of being in your body. It's exactly what I'm talking about. So you can go check her out. Another way of being in your body in a small ways is meditate, right? Not meditation like, oh, I'm going to be reach enlightenment, but like meditation with that inner curiosity and connection of like, huh, what's going on in my inner world right now? Just being, and for me, I use my breath to get to that kind of quieter place. 
But it doesn't even, you don't need to do it a certain way. Just sit down for 10 minutes and be with your body. And if you find that you're like jumping out of your chair or out of off the ground, there's probably a lot going on in your inner world that wants you to listen. Somatic body scans are a great way to practice all throughout your day, right? I teach them sometimes in like 10 or 15 minute chunks, but you could be in line at the grocery store for 10 or for five minutes, geez, for even like 30 seconds and do a somatic body scan. You can head over to my website um, to learn out how to do those or just Google it. It's literally just scanning your body up and down, becoming aware without judgment of what's going on. Just becoming an inner world explorer more and more aware of your inner space. Not because you're going to fix it, not because you're going to judge it, just because you're going to be in it. And after you've had some time being more in your body, then you start to cultivate more awareness, specifically around the emotions and feelings in your body. What do they feel like? Are they hot? Are they heavy? Do they feel light? They feel dark and hidden in a certain area of your body. Choose one emotion, maybe one that you tend to really dislike, because <laughs> that's where I like to go first, and just become more aware of where in your body that lies and what does it feel like. And so then when you start to feel that in your body, in the specific space in your body, and you're aware of it, then you get to allow yourself to feel this emotion. Like really, really, really feel it. Not even have to express it at the beginning. We're not dancing and moving with it. We're really just feeling it. And this doesn't have to be, again, sitting down on the mat for an hour a day. This can be in real life happening. This happens to me all of the time where I'm in a space, it will an emotion or feeling will come up and I will just be there with it, with my eyes open, just like in my own world, right? Most of us are sitting around in a circle with other people in our minds. This is just you just being inside of your body, feeling that emotion, like really sitting with it, not asking it to go, not getting pissed at it that it's here, just feeling it. And then you wanna start an internal dialogue. When you feel that emotion, you can then pause, right? Breathing is a great way to pause, like just a moment of a pause. And sometimes you have to take a lot longer of a moment of a pause to really just like it's so big in there. You have to pause. The pause is greater. When you start that internal dialogue and you pause, then you just ask it what it's trying to tell you. And then you listen. Like you literally in your head ask it what it's trying to tell you and you listen. Some people, if you have more time, you can keep a journal. You can do this through journaling. When I first started this, I don't know, eight years ago, I used to keep, carry this little journal around in the back of my pocket. It was a teeny tiny journal, and I would, whenever I would feel overwhelmed was my big one. When I would ever, I would have the idea that I was overwhelmed or hear the thought, I'm so overwhelmed, and feel it in my body, I would pull out that journal and I would just start journaling, no matter where I was at. It takes two to five minutes generally, right? And then you listen to what is being said inside and you respond. You take the action. Maybe the action is you just, it just wanted to be heard and it just wants you to sit and feel that emotion. Maybe it wants to be expressed. Maybe it's asking for a transformation in your life, in your relationship, or wherever that looks like. So, so let me recap. 
I'm giving you five things here. Start by being in your body more. I gave you lots of different ways how. Cultivate that awareness. What do those actual emotions feel like in that body? Third, allow yourself to feel the emotion. Now that you've identified it, allow yourself to actually feel it. Then you start an internal dialogue with it. What is it trying to tell you? And finally, you listen and respond. Tends to be an action. Right? This is the work towards feeling whole. This is the work that you can do all day long. Like This is the work towards listening to your inner knowing. This is the work of taking your power back. This is the work that actually allows you to feel more alive and like space is created inside. You're more in your body. You're listening to the wisdom and experiencing of life from a place of doing, but also a place of being. Right? This is the work that doesn't have to feel like work. I keep saying this word work, and I think that brings up a lot of different connotations for people. For me, this work feels like play. It's like curiosity. It's like exploring. And yes, sometimes when those big, hard, uncomfortable feelings come up, <coughs> they're big, hard, and uncomfortable, right? I've gotten way more comfortable with being uncomfortable. I mean, literally just the other day, I was even in the park with my oldest and he was throwing a baseball and it's really, really uncomfortable to catch because he throws like literally 78 miles an hour. And I was finding myself shying away from it. And I was like, no, you can do uncomfortable things. It wasn't gonna hurt me, right? It's not like that was going to happen. It was just uncomfortable. So I'm always just trying to challenge myself it's okay to be uncomfortable. That is where the growth happens. That's often where you feel more spacious inside. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope it's been really, really helpful. If you have questions, I'm here. Reach out. And if you want to find out more information about the work that I am doing with women, head over to thelifecyclelady.com where you can join my free community where... We join together on a monthly basis and do free sister circles or all sorts of other things go on over there. Or you can just head over and see the one-on-one work I'm doing with women or the Connected Women community that I offer every season. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. I hope this has been so helpful to you. And I want to say happy exploring. (laughs) Bye. Till next time.